Coming to you live from, well, Norman, Oklahoma, Edmond, Oklahoma, well, Oklahoma. It is Burgers and Brats with your favorite hosts, Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. We are stuck in quarantine. We are just trying to stay sane. It's been a crazy few weeks. What? It's been a month since the NBA uh, closed down. Hopefully that returns soon. It has been a month, Braxton, and I have yet to see outside. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But it feels like it. It it feels like it's been a year, man. This what a crazy time it, it is. It's insane. March felt like it took a full five years. April April's gone kind of fast, actually. Now that we're getting kind of used to quarantine, it's going pretty quick. I but, am so annoyed with it, Braxton. I'm ready for life to return to any kind of normal. I do not like this. I feel trapped inside my apartment, even though I, you know, you can leave, but uh, it's, uh, it's rough. I'll tell you that it is rough. I'm ready for this virus to be done. Yeah. It's don't, you have to wear a mask everywhere, everywhere you go. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Germex washing your hands. Who washes their hands anymore? But now we've got to. I hope you are, Braxton. <laughs> I hope you are. I, I am washing them at about 10 you. times a day. Germex every 30 seconds for sure. But yeah, just who knew how much sports meant to us? Oh my goodness. It's it's so lonely and boring without sports. Even just watching terrible teams. I, I, I want to watch the Magic and uh, the Suns play right now. That's how bored I am. That's how much you're itching for <laughs> basketball, you know? I mean, you know, speaking of the Suns, Braxton, have you seen any of the, um, the 2K tournament between the players? I watched... Jace, what was it? Jason Tatum and Devin Booker, or was it Trey Young and Devin? Booker? Uh, well, I think there was. Uh, I think it was Michael Porter Jr. Oh yeah, right? it was Michael and, Porter. Yeah, and, it was. and yeah. Uh, Devin Booker and the funny thing going on social media. <laughs> Devin Booker, he, or Michael Porter Jr. says, "Hey, I'll play. As, how about I play as my Nuggets? You play as your sons." And Devin Booker <laughs> went, <laughs> "No." <laughs> That's how bad. I saw that. You don't even want to play as yourself and your team. That's how he knows how bad Phoenix is. But you're right. I'd be watching Phoenix basketball right now because we need it. We need any basketball. Any yeah, basketball. Th- there were thumpings during that 2K tournament. Trey Young be. Who did, he beat someone by fifty or sixty. It felt that was like two weeks ago. But and then there was another beat down. Demarcus Cousins. No, Andre Drummond smacked Demarcus Cousins by fifty on national television. So <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. But Matt, so what what have you been doing to try and stay calm, stay sane during all this? Well, I've been drinking. <laughs> water right of, of course water only you know a little bit of soda you know but been drinking um but you know i've done a little work you know i, I still working with our uh, food pantry that we have here on uh, on the university of oklahoma's campus so you know i've been doing that but other than that and going to work and coming home that has been my life for uh, the last month and it is getting kind of old and boring doing the same thing over and over um, but you know, I've been hanging out and then, you know, I turn on the TV and go, well, I'm not watching sports center today because there's nothing. And then I flip through channels and watch an old movie that I'm like, I'm not really interested in, but okay. And then I flip my channel again and I'm, I see a movie I really want to watch. And then the great, uh, TV, uh, cable provider that we have here at our apartment. Uh, that's the one channel that's really fuzzy and doesn't work. So yep. again, AMC, I've, I've been drinking, I've been drinking. <laughs> yeah, um, 
But we still have school. I forget about that sometimes. It's kind of hard to forget that when you're at your parents' house and not in your dorm or apartment. But have you watched Tiger King, Matt? The hits, the hit I, Netflix series. I have not yet, and I need to, but I have are not you, yet. Are you caught up on the memes? You know, I am. I really want to meet Carol Baskin. <laughs> I just want to ask her, like, why? <laughs> why would you kill your husband? Did she? I, I, hundred percent. She killed her husband, man. That you dude see, had the money. He killed his. She killed her husband. You see, the sheriff, the local sheriff, in the case said, "Well, now that this is getting all this attention again, I want to reopen the case." <laughs> Really? I did not see that. But I mean, yeah. what are they going to find that they didn't find already? See, I don't the, know much about the, the story. Like, I mean, the case I mean, was I, pretty much botched from the get go. So um, I don't know if there's much to go off of. But yeah, you, that, it's entertaining. And I saw, did you see the uh, press conference the other day with President Trump? He was asked about <laughs> Tiger King. Yeah, or, or, yeah, yeah t- he said he'd Tiger King look into pardon, pardoning him. Yeah. We'll yeah, see if that happens, probably won't. But then that's... there's some other stuff that's come out. Um, apparently, he hid bodies on the <laughs> uh, with the tigers, and then <laughs> yeah, he killed two people who are po- supposedly from Peta New England or the UK. <laughs> so yeah. he killed them, and then they did um, illegal stuff with the tigers, uh, naughty stuff with the tigers that are on some flash yeah. drives. Apparently, so that's so gross. <laughs> But yeah, the place is um, right next to Windstar, so we drive by that a couple times. Every Welcome you drive to by Oklahoma. every time to Texas, yeah. I do, yeah. Welcome to Oklahoma. <laughs> but yeah, I I heard a little bit about him before this came out. We everyone in Oklahoma pretty much like knew him, but <laughs> didn't understand all this. So I've been watching Tiger King. It's really good, Matt. I've been watching lots of movies that I should have watched a long time ago. I've not started Star Wars though. Do you think? Have you seen Star Wars? You know, I've seen maybe five minutes of an episode. I, I you know, I just never got into. I, I just never been a diehard. Really want to watch Star Wars. I, you know, I have nothing against it. I've just not ever been into that. Yeah, it's one of those things like you want to watch, but you're like, there's like a thousand movies. Yeah, it feels and like it's, it. they're all out of order apparently. So I mean, we'll yeah. get to it. We'll get to it. But I've I've, been... I've watched. I, the Wedding Planner with wedding Jennifer planner. Lopez and Matthew McConaughey. Nice. nice. That movie, Matt, that movie is not like, it's awful. It's not one of those great, awful movies. It's just awful. Terrible movie. You, you know what? One movie I've been watching, uh, I just started it the other night. haven't finished it. I've kind of been going in and out. Uh, Major League 2. I don't, I, I don't even know if I really see I did not know there was a Major second. League. I, you know, I, so I got to go back and watch. I started with two. I, I've seen little bits and pieces of one, but I, I and that's a pure baseball movie. I should been I should have been watching a long time ago. But I'm like, you know, it's baseball season. Let me see. And I mean, you know, it's good. It's one of those, you know, with uh, Charlie Sheen, and um, so it's you know one of those good old baseball classics that you need to watch. So I'm watching Major League Two right now. I did not know there was a second one, so I'll have to check that out. It is follow the Cleveland Indians, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And then I watched Blades of Glory, Will Ferrell. Nice. Movie. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Old wow. Classic. Yeah. Great movie. That's that how movie. how far in uh, quarantine you're in. You're <laughs> dipping into It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> and, and Matt, one of the best nerd series of all time, The Avengers. I watched the first two. I've not seen Endgame. 
I need okay. to watch that. But Avengers were good. And I've been watching some log cabin living, Matt. I want to move to wow. the mountains. We need to do get, it. We should get a remote cabin for burgers and broths out in the wilderness. We should. That would be insane. I'm in. I mean, I'm, I've just been watching that 24-7 now. It's, I do have schoolwork to do, but decided not to do that and watch TV. There you go. But, I've been watching Parks and Rec in the office, so <laughs> that's where I'm and at. Something great about the, um, this quarantine is that CBS, Fox, <clears throat> excuse the dry cough, it's not corona, but ESPN, they've all played classic, um, memorable moments in sports. Uh, just yesterday, we had Game 7, 2016 Finals, Tiger Woods 2019 Masters. We had some spelling bees going on on ESPN all day. I don't know what that was about, but that was interesting. And I tuned, I watched the Tiger Masters tournament. What After the 18th, when he sinks the putt to win, it, it just gives you goosebumps. Watching, and then you see him hug his son hug his family, and he's walking to the clubhouse. Everyone's going crazy. Everyone's chanting his name. Tiger starts crying. That That's just one of the greatest moments in the Brex, last decade. Braxton, remind me, were we watching that together last year? We were, we? I, we were. were not. I was, no? on my, I was on my way back from um, Daytona, uh, becoming a two-time national champion, as I might add. But, yeah, I was on my way from <laughs> Daytona. Luckily, the plane – the plane had television, so I got to watch it on that while my plane was going sideways. It felt like just hitting every wind gust. I thought I thought we were going to crash, Matt. I thought that plane wow. was going to crash. Wow. And then so watched it coming back. We flew in from Dallas. Or, so watching back, I, drove, I watched it driving back, but it, it was memorable. Goosebumps, man. Nice. Yeah, so that was one of the ones we weren't together. But every other time Tiger was playing, we got together on Sundays and watched. Very nice. Yeah, Tiger Woods, man. Always great. So, Matt, what are some other memorable moments that just come to your mind? What What have you seen? What are some that memorable to you? Well, I've got some good baseball memories from the past um, that, you know, since it is baseball season and it hasn't started yet, it just has really got me in this baseball mood that, you know, I mean, I've been playing MLB the show like crazy. I'm missing <laughs> baseball. But two great memories that I was personally at. Um, 2011, me and a, a, one of my really good high school friends um, and his family, we went to uh, two World Series games, one in 2010. But the mem- really oh, wow. memorable one, uh, both were memorable, of course. But 2011, really, uh, game five, it was the Rangers and Cardinals last game in Arlington for the series and we win I believe it was four to two eighth inning Mike Napoli MVP of that season coming in bam he hits one uh, uh, bases loaded double in the gap brings in a couple runners the place was going crazy every fan had these rally towels and they're just screaming loud and oh it was it was a great win um, until we were depressed about two nights later um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which again, I, you know, the MLB was showing that game games. Uh, well, game six uh, of that on, on Facebook. And uh, I was in a depression, but you know, Braxton, I watched that game. I had to watch it. You watched it. You I watched, watched it again because I wanted to see again, as much as the depression was going to put me in, I wanted to see just again, how that game went, what, what went wrong, even though I already knew. I, I just wanted to be in that moment again and think, 
maybe it'll be different this time. <laughs> maybe something will change, but it didn't. Um, Nelson Cruz, again, get the one out. The one out you needed to get. Um, so that's then, the game they blew the, what, how many runs lead was it? Well, they were, we were up by yeah, late in the, you know, seventh inning or something. We were up by maybe three or four runs. And then, and then by going into the ninth, I think we were up by two. And I, I remember watching that game. I know I'm younger than you too. Um, like I just remember watching that game. I don't know why. But they blew like that big lead in the ninth, right? Yeah, it was um, Lance Berkman that came in and and did some, uh, you know, got got a hit or got a run in, and it was David Freeze that hit the ball to Nelson Cruz that he missed and got the triple to tie the game, and then Josh Hamilton came in in the tenth inning, he hit a two run home run, and then of course we blow it again, and then in the top of the eleventh, off of pitcher Mark Lowe, David Freeze sends one to center field, and I can still hear. Good old Joe Buck saying, we'll see you tomorrow night. And I'm like, Joe Buck, you need to stop talking. <laughs> but besides that game, um, another game that I was really happy to be at in 2016 in May, I called, you know, I think people call this, and I'm going to use this, the punch heard around the world, or punch seen around the world, I should say. You don't hear a punch, you see a punch. Uh, when Rugnet Odor punched Jose Bautista at second base. I was at that game. I will admit that I was looking at my phone. I think I took a picture or something and was going to post it. And then all of a sudden I looked down and everyone's running to second base. I'm like, what did I just miss? And then, you know, I'm seeing the punches fly and everyone get heated. And, you know, it was, it was a great moment. So those moments right there are really making me miss baseball season. Yeah, that, that moment was so amazing. I can't believe that was four years ago. Four years ago. And you know what's funny? Jose Bautista follows me on Twitter. <laughs> what? He follows I did not me know on that. Twitter. Yeah, him and um, I think Derek Holland, former pitcher for the Rangers, I think does too. Um, hopefully he still does. But I, I think Jose Bautista still follows me. I'll have to check in on that. Huh. But, yeah, he follows, like, everyone back. And I think it's, his, it's actually his official account now. He's got a lot of followers. But, you know, now he's working his way back in the league, I think, as a pitcher. I don't think he's uh, – because he fell off the map the last couple of years. But, yeah, good old Jose Bautista. Yeah, I hate Jose. I, when he had that um, bat flip, what was that, the year before? Um, or maybe two years before. Yes, it was 2015, yeah. And then the next yeah. year we got revenge on him. Yeah, it was an escalating thing. This was a rivalry. You think of Toronto and you think, really, who does Toronto have as a rival? And honestly, those two years, Toronto and Texas were not friendly with each no. other. They hated mm-hmm. each other. So, um, but who's laughing now? Toronto? Well, okay, they got Vlad Jr. <laughs> they got Calvin Biggio. Okay, they got some people. But still, who's laughing now? We're, we're both not going anywhere right now, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, some great moments. So, Matt, um, I want to move into Tampa Bay or Tampa Brady, as Tom Brady wants to be called now that he moved to Tampa Bay. Three years, $8 million. He's got Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, some they finished seven and nine last year. Tampa Bay did third in the NFC East. The NFC East has the Saints. Drew Brees is coming back. The Falcons. You've got Julio, Matt Ryan, and now Todd Gurley. Uh, yes, and then Panthers. You still got Cam Newton. You got Matt Rule coming in. Great coach, and you've got Christian McCaffrey, one of the best backs in the league. 
why don't why does Tom Brady go to the Bucks? Besides, is it because they're located in Tampa Bay? <laughs> I think that's the only reason. This team, they're not great. They're competing with three. Okay, the Falcons had an off year, but they're competing with three other great teams. I don't see what the appeal is to Tampa Bay. What has Tom Brady usually been known for in his career when it comes Cheating. to playing? Yeah, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay. But <laughs> what has he been known for in Foxborough, right? He doesn't lose at home, right? Generally. Yeah. They've been yeah. very dominant. This is a Tampa Bay team last year. As you mentioned, they finished seven and nine. They were two and six at home. They were better on the road. So Tom Brady can come in here. And yes, you are still playing it. You're going against Breeze. You're going against um, maybe Cam, you know, um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah. I mean, and well, well, you know, Cam's gone now. He's not officially gone, is he? I think he's. It's it's kind. They, they said they might. They moan. It it's like a you're on break with your ex. Yeah, like that. Well, okay. So, well, I, I think it's saying. I think yeah. I think it's he's well, no, gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, it's saying that. Yeah, they cut ties with him. Yeah, he feels like that was a year ago. I know, and I you know I have to kind of remind myself. Yeah, he he uh, he's on the market. Um and so, you know, the, Matt Rule, they're going with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, that's who it is. Yeah. yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. So this is, is, is going to be, a, I think, yeah. the most interesting division in football uh, this upcoming year. Because really with Drew Brees, I mean, yeah, they were 13-3 and three and they got bounced early. But this is a, a, a team that with Drew Brees, and they've got great pieces. They should – it should be their division again. I mean, it really should be. But if Tom Brady's got all the pieces – Really, this is going to be a great battle. I don't see Matt Rule. I mean, five and eleven last year. That's. I mean, he'll be better than that. I mean, anything's better than ending your season losing eight games in a row. And they'll have Teddy Bridgewater. And they'll have Teddy Bridgewater. I think they'll be better. I don't see them winning the division, and neither do I see the Falcons. Yes, you do get Todd Gurley, which that was a shocker. That was a shocker. Yeah, it was. But. I don't see that. I think it is going to be Saints Bucks. I really do. And I think that's the Tom Brady effect. And we'll see. Was he a system quarterback? And this is really going to define, I mean, I mean, not define his legacy. His legacy is already great or a cheater, however you want to view it. But we'll see what he can do outside of that Belichick system. But I really think it's going to be a Saints Bucks battle for the division. I think Falcons will be better than seven and nine, and the Panthers will be better than five and eleven, but they neither of them are going to win the division. I, I really don't see this Tampa Bay team competing in the division. That if Tom Brady goes in there and they have a worse record, I think that definitely hurts his legacy. Seven and nine, but you have two great receivers. One hell of a receiver, but he catches deep balls. Tom Brady can't throw the deep ball. He's gonna, they're going to go five yard out routes. So I, we'll see how that lasts. But Tom Brady's relied on his defense and Bill Belichick. His whole career. Tampa Bay, no defense. Not a great coach. So I I really don't see this working out that well. I, I disagree with I that really on don't. about I, Bruce Arians is a good coach. I mean he's not Belichick. He, no one's Belichick. But to say if you're I mean, it's hard to compare both coaches because one is yes, uh, Belichick's a legacy coach because he's won a lot. Bruce Arians isn't bad. 
You know, he's not a it's bad not coach. Bad. But well, we'll see how he does in Tampa Bay. I I just don't see it working out as well. I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they um, finish up with the same record or one less uh, next year. Well, I haven't seen their schedule, so I don't know what that's like. Uh, that'll definitely uh, play a big factor. But speaking of Belichick, Tom Brady didn't even thank him in his um, farewell. That Bill Belichick ran your career, made you um, one of the goats, um, as people see, and you don't even thank him. Drafted you in sixth round, gave you a chance when nobody else would, uh, turned you into a Hall of Famer. Why not thank him? Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with that? That's yeah, that, with that's kind of wild. But look, he, Belichick has said great things even when when he uh, when Brady left. I mean, called him like a you know family, a son or whatever. Said he loved him. I think that was kind of the big thing. He was like, well, use the L word. You know, he loves him, and I I don't know why he didn't do that. I'm sure there was nothing. I, there's nothing to read. He may have done something, you know, where I'm sure he personally had a conversation with Belichick, and and I'm sure he mentioned his feel, you know, feelings for him and things like that. So I'm not going to read anything into that. I I, I know there's got to be love by both of those guys there. So I, I just I don't want to read into any of that. You know. Yeah. So um, hopefully season gets started um, this year. Maybe push back a month or so. I know. Uh, hey, Braxton, I got to mention something real quick, and this isn't in on our scripts. I'm throwing this out there out there for you. If you are because I know a guy. If you're a Houston Texans fan, <laughs> if you are a Houston Texans fan, what are you gonna do? Because <laughs> you before quarantine, you had a fairly you had a good team. Enter quarantine, you have nobody. What happened? <laughs> they traded away the Andre Hopkins for <laughs> 50-year-old David Johnson and what, some random pick? I, I don't understand And that. then they got Brandon <laughs> Cooks. Yeah, they did get Brandon Cooks. I, I forgot what they gave up for him. What was it, three draft picks or two? But Yeah. I mean, the Andre Hopkins, man, for David Johnson and some, some random draft pick, are you kidding me? Whose idea was Who? it last year? Because this was prior to last season, of giving Bill O'Brien general manager <laughs> duties. That dude, that dude needs to be gone, man. I don't understand. You trade the on. I forgot about that. Like that was what last week or two weeks ago? It was a couple weeks back. Yeah. yeah. Time, time is just different in quarantine. But it, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? Giving Arizona Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury. He's gonna have to prove a lot second year. He, I wish they would have went somewhere else instead of Cliff Kingsbury, but. Not awful first year for him in the NFL. But you've got Kyler, Larry Fitzgerald, and then DeAndre Hopkins coming in. DeAndre and K-1. That, that is going to be dangerous. That's going to be dangerous. And, you know, your 49ers that came off of a great year, and then you've got um, – yeah, I mean, that whole that whole division. We'll see. I think the Rams are, really messed things up. They got so close to Oh, yeah, you paid Jared Goff yeah. so much money. You got so close to glory, and they're on a downward spiral. They finished 9-7. and seven. I, you know what? I think they're if I, I just I want to see what they're going to do, especially they don't have Gurley. I think they're going to finish dead last next year because closest in that the division? 49ers, it's... Seahawks, and Cardinals. Seahawks, yeah, Seahawks. And Seahawks were 11 yeah. and 5, and that's kind of like every year for them. They're like, yeah, we're going to, we're 11 and 5, 12 and 4, 
team, that's kind of where they're, yeah. I, you know, they're always constantly at. I mean, you know, Pete Carroll's got a good team. 49ers have really great pieces to, to come back and, and be strong again. The Rams, I don't see it. <laughs> I really don't see it. And I think yeah. they're going to finish dead last next year. But the and the 49ers traded um, um, uh, Sanders. Yeah, they did. So that hurts a lot. Yeah, that that division is going to be cold next year. I think the Rams will definitely finish last, uh, like you said, for sure. I I can't wait for NFL to start. I can't wait for something to That's start. That's right, virtual <laughs> draft next week. So we'll see uh, over Zoom. You know who gets picked. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll move into the draft, um, but make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Burgers Brots, on Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, at Burgers Brots. So move, we'll go on to On This Day, and then we'll talk some NFL draft. So on this day, Matt, Apollo 13, the famous phrase, Houston, we have a problem, is said. So that's monumental. And then 1865. Abe Lincoln was assassinated. 2002, we got Tiger Woods becomes the third to win back-to-back majors. Matt, there's a lot of stuff going on. All right, it's a few more. Wow. (laughs) A lot of stuff going on. And then in 1912, the RMS Titanic hits the iceberg at 11.40 p.m. and sinks the following morning. And then we got 1947, Jackie Robinson, first African-American to play major league ball so that's a lot of on this days this i'm week. glad uh you ended with um that one because the titanic and uh <laughs> abe lincoln was some abe depressing lincoln. news right there so <laughs> that's 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 all um today or tomorrow uh, so that's a lot and a lot going we on we got some birthdays we got some birthdays to give out matt you can't read these because we're not together that's right but we got thomas jefferson nice Happy birthday. Butch Cassidy. And then we got Pete Rose. And then Leonardo da Vinci. And Queen Emma Watson. So happy birthday to all of you. Wow. Even though a majority of you are dead. Okay. <laughs> so that's on this day. Lots to unpack in quarantine. All right, Matt. Let's talk some NFL draft. It, we went from having a draft in Vegas to ship or to boating out the prospects and the draft picks to now having Roger Goodell announce the picks in his basement. <laughs> what a nothing time. more excites me than having Roger Goodell pick his announcement or make his announcements from his basement. If that does not sell, I don't know what sells in this world. <laughs> Better than Vegas. All right, number one. Matt, is there any surprise here? No surprise. He's going to Cincy. Joe Burrow, 60 touchdowns, 76% completion, undefeated, Heisman winner, national champion. What a what a dude. Dude is a baller. I think he goes number 1 to the Bengals. Cincinnati. They're up, they're on the upward trend. Uh Joe Mixon, you got John Ross, you got AJ Green, Green coming back. Yeah. Auden so, Tate, right? He's with them. Yeah. So it'll be a good division. You got Pittsburgh, Big, Big Ben coming back. You got Bengals, Baltimore, and Cleveland. That might be the best division in football next year. There's going to be a lot of good teams. And then Redskins. 
They do not draft a quarterback. They go with the best player in the draft, Chase Young. 16 and a half sacks while missing two games uh, due to suspension last year. So I think he's the best overall player. And then we got Lions, Jeff um, Akadu, or Akadal, uh, cornerback out of OSU. Three interceptions on the air. Dude's an overall baller. Ohio State, uh, they can produce some cornerbacks they have over the last few years. And then we got Giants, Isaiah Simmons. I feel like we've heard this dude um, talked about every single year, every single uh, week since he's been at Clemson Junior. Um, three interceptions. He's a safety linebacker hybrid. But yeah, one dude's a baller. Uh, see him play, doing a great fit at the Giants, unless the Giants pull another Daniel Jones. Matt, do you think the Giants pull another stupid uh, rabbit out of their hat this year? It would not surprise me. I, it would not surprise me either. I don't. This this pick is not safe because you do not know what uh, Gettleman's gonna do. So anything can happen with the Giants. But then number five, the Dolphins. Matt, do you think they take their quarterback? A lot of people are saying they go offensive lineman, something else, but do not get their quarterback. Mm. Well, they might as well pick Tua, even though I saw reports that there was some, like, a wrist injury that no one knew about, but then doctors said he was fine. So, I don't know, but why not pick Tua? I mean, Tua is so electric, and if he's fully healthy, he's a dominant force. So, go for it. Yeah, if he was fully healthy uh, to finish out the season, I believe he'd be number one uh, for sure. But I've got Dolphins taking Tua at number five. They need a quarterback. I love Ryan Fitzmagic, but you've got to take Tua. We've been talking about him since he uh, do that Hail Mary uh, buzzer beater in the national championship game against Georgia. So I think you take Tua for sure. And then I have some surprises that could happen. Patriots, um, they have a late first-round pick. Why not go quarterback and draft uh, Jalen Hurts? Uh, I could see him doing that. And then Baltimore – they could get another receiver to fill that already stacked position uh, with either Justin Jefferson or anyone else that falls to them. Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb will probably be gone by then. Uh, Jaguars, interest, they're interested in picking up a wide receiver. I don't understand why that is, but Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb, uh, hopefully they do not get CeeDee because Matt and I want him to go, go somewhere better yes. than Jaguars. But then, last surprise, Denver, John Elway, just don't be stupid. <laughs> don't get an offensive lineman. Or another tight don't end. Don't get a tight end. That's all we pick in the first two rounds, it seems like, the last decade. Just don't do anything stupid. Go get some some playmaker. Just anyone besides an offensive lineman or a um, tight end. But someone maybe on the offensive side, maybe a wide receiver. So, that's my... Um, please do that for Denver. Uh, that's my advice to John Elway. Matt, do you have any advice for your Cowboys for um, draft You start? know, I just pick difference makers. That's what we need. I'm excited for the Mike McCarthy era. So, you know, just get some people that are going to fit his scheme and let's roll. Yeah. I'll is, take a wide receiver Mike McCarthy, then. I, why do you got, you don't, you don't need a wide receiver. I mean, we got, we got Cooper and we got Gallup and but we get a, well, who we got? Please don't take CD. I don't want him playing with that. Ah, he can be wide receiver number three. 
<laughs> so we'll see what happens there. We'll All see right. what happens. That, that's our map mock draft. Uh draft happens in ten days. Uh what's today's date? Fourteen? Yeah. Thirteenth. So nine nine days, ten days? All right. So, all right, so, Matt, let's move into some other sports news. Uh, go down the line here, uh, talk some stuff. Uh, first, let's talk about that horse tournament from yesterday. Um, ESPN, some WNBA stars, NBA stars, former stars uh, pitted against each other, play a little horse action via live stream. How is it we're in the 21st century and we have terrible camera quality, terrible streaming quality? Like yeah, uh, somebody that it. was not – ideal um the highlight for me was that trey young's phone number was shown on, on camera to everyone <laughs> they, put, they put it on the screen so we we had a lot of people complaining but that just shows you how much i guess they don't miss basketball like i do i i i enjoyed it some uh mainly there were a few parts of i'm like eh, this is kind of boring but it's basketball i'm down to watch it uh the chauncey trey I'm glad they started that one off first. Cha- Trey blew a 3-0 lead. <laughs> blew a 3-0 lead to Chauncey Billups. <laughs> and Trey was just shooting the same shots over and over, uh, trying to get Chauncey out. But then we got Mike Conley defeating Tamika Catchings. That I turned that one off halfway through and then came back a little later because that one was boring to watch. But Mike Conley, that dude was balling out. He was icing – um, catchings, and then we got Zach Levine. Did you watch any highlights from this? No, tournament? I did not. No, <laughs> Zach Levine was doing reverse layups, touching the backboards. <laughs> I don't even think Pierce got a letter on Levine. I think Levine shut him wow. out. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Paul Pierce was like, "Man, I ain't doing this." <laughs> Gosh. And then we got Chris Paul, who needs to retire after losing to Allie Quigley. <laughs> Chris Paul got beat by the sharpshooter from the WNBA. So that's a little, I mean, sharpshooter, but should have beat the WNBA star, I guess. I mean, no, hey, look, she did a good, I mean, I, I didn't see anything of it, but hey, you know, she got some good shots on Chris Paul. And yep, when you're hot, you're hot. You know, and CP3, you know, I mean, just couldn't handle it. Mm-mm. So, um, this last weekend, uh, Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy uh, said there should be no problem with putting 18, 19, 20-year-olds together um, by May 1st for football because if they're healthy, they're healthy. Um, Mike Gundy, come on, man. You can't be saying um, it's okay to put kids at risk, kids that parents put you um, to trust. You can't be saying that. Yeah, uh, we need to put them out there with the coronavirus going on because the we're not even sure if everything will be prepared to be open by then. That's two week, three weeks away, two weeks away. So I mean, that's pretty quick uh, time taking. And you know, the sad part is, Braxton. There's people our age that were healthy that have died. Um, yeah. This is how dangerous and it's- scary this virus is. So his comments are completely off the mark, and his apology wasn't good either. He said. It started off saying, well, it has come to my attention or something that I may yeah. I offended some people. And that, I mean, really, you were the ones that made the comments. You should have known not to say that. And I get what he wants, and I get the argument. There's a lot of people out there, and 
you know, I, I want everything to reopen. You know, I want everything to go back to normal. I want to get everything up and running again. But we have to play it safe. That's so much more important right now. And I understand we want to get our economy up and moving again. But we have to make sure that we're in a safe spot before we do any of that, you know. And we're not right now. So, Mike Gundy, I know you want to play football. Everyone wants to play football. And we want to get this going. And we will. It'll be back eventually. But to say that, you know, oh, yeah, I'm bringing my players back no matter what and, you know, puts them at risk and maybe nothing happens. But if something does happen, it's on you. And if a player dies, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just sad. That, you, yeah. Yeah, there's no vaccine. We don't know how to treat it. Um, thousands of people are dying. Just in Oklahoma, we've got 2,000 cases, about 100 deaths, um, at least from last night. So I don't know what it's like this morning. But 22,000 deaths nationwide. You can't just hurry stuff up like that. Um, needs to take time. Um, it's work. Our social distancing is working, so that's good. But yeah, there's we just don't know how to treat it yet. It's uh, it's so deadly to some people, and other people you just don't know. But that's just what makes us so crazy. Yeah, not not a great thing to say by Mike Gundy. But then you had Lincoln Riley saying, um, for OU saying, he do, he expects football to be back, but he doesn't know when. He's fine as long as um, they'll go play anywhere. They don't care when season starts or they they're he's fine with only a few practices. So that that was a much better thing to say. But do you think football season will? College football season will be back on time. Started late, canceled. What do you I don't have? know. I hope it'll start on time. I hope we're not in the you know August September time frame where people are you know now we're delaying this thing even further. But I, I really I'm I'm optimistic, and and maybe that's just being overly optimistic. But my hope and optimism is that we will be back on time, and that hopefully um, even by June or next month that things will start to there'll be a plan at least or a day or something that we will restart to get back to normal. You know, in Oklahoma, they talk about next week that we're going to be reaching the peak for the state. Um, So hopefully, you know, in Oklahoma, at least by the end of April, we'll be free of this stay at home order and things can slowly be coming back to normal. Now that won't be fully until Probably through May. I don't. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. But uh, end of April. But May or May or June. Hopefully, we're back to normal and we can look forward. If not, you know, there's been a lot of proposals. Would football move to the spring? Would it be delayed? Would you cut some? Ga- I mean, there's so many different things you can do. You know, and we're already looking ahead of. You know, what are you going to do with? I mean, let's just hope it doesn't affect anything with winter sports. But with football right now. It is it's a it's a mess. I want to be optimistic to say that it will reopen or that everything will be back to normal or some sort of normal for college football season. But, you know, that changes daily. And I was hoping that we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. And look what happened. So I don't know. Yeah, it does, it, smaller states like Oklahoma will see um, openings quicker, but I think they just need to go slow with it and not for at least a week or two after the peak. Um, is reach but for football i i'd rather them cancel the season than play with no fans i'm that's what college football is all about fans fans bring in so much money um just having fans of the game brings in what eight million dollars a game for ou and maybe 10 million so 
I mean, it's college football is nothing without fans. We know that. Every time we're watching games, um, Saturday night prime times, it's nothing without fans. Upsets can't do it without the fans. So I'm I don't know what'll happen. I feel like it'll be pushed back maybe a few weeks, maybe a month. But if there's no fans, I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it. So that's just my thoughts on that. Uh, Matt, you got some other uh, news to get to around the sports? Yeah, club? so NBA has put out kind of a 25-day program uh, as, as part of a – as they're looking at how they get back into playing the NBA again. It was just an idea. This is not anything that's set in stone. Um, but from ESPN, Brian Windhorse was the one who wrote this article, and he says – I don't trust anything he says. <laughs> well, sorry. Cover your ears on this one. Um so what this plan would say is 11-day stretch where individuals, they'll have ind- individual workouts, and then they would do, players would go for a two-week training, okay? And then it would, the goal is, um, then they would, I guess, start playing or whatever. I think what Adam Silver was saying, and I saw somewhere that he will, they, they want the league to be done by Labor Day. So we're looking at right at the beginning of September. And then if that doesn't delay anything going into next year, that would give players a few weeks. And then they would be turning around and coming back for, um, you know, I mean, because the start of the season and training camps. Now, you, you really wonder, because that throws everything. I mean, if we would be playing right now, playoffs would be starting right now or within the next couple of days this weekend would start the playoffs. And then, you know, you have the whole summer, free agency, moratorium, getting, you know, the tr- some trades and things like that. You'd have this whole offseason, which players aren't going to be afforded that. Now, will they say, hey, we're going to start the season? Another idea they were floating a month and a half before this happened about maybe making the season start in December, have Christmas be the opening night. And they may have to, you know, maybe they try that. There's so many ways they can go with this. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but there may not be an off season this year. But then again, how does that affect free agency? That that makes everything happen so quickly. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. This is going to affect next season as well, for sure. Yeah, it definitely will. Um, and I saw where if they start on Christmas, they were planning on doing all 82 games, which yeah. is pretty surprising. I don't. They should probably cut that back for the players. Too. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that would be then you would extend happens. the season, in, you know, playing throughout the summer. Um, and, you know, then that yeah. would probably be the new NBA would be Christmas through, um, you know, maybe June or July or July maybe. Um or August. imagine that living yeah. through the change. I mean, it would. This is you know monumental in the game of what they're going to do. I want them to continue the season. I also, and I know this is would be rough at first. I was like, you know, I really wanted to get all the games, but I didn't know would gonna you know was gonna delay even this longer. And we're not sure. It may not be till the end of May or early June. I would almost be fine with immediately starting the playoffs or doing two weeks of the regular season and getting in, you know, as many games as you can get in in two weeks and then going into the playoffs because I don't really want to delay the season all the way to Labor Day. You know, if we can get this done in, in, in July or early August at best, that's more what I would feel because then you can have kind of an off season in a way and maybe a month and a half of off season before we have to report back 
and then I think you can get everything back on track. So I'm I'm kind of proposing, you know, if you want to do a regular season, maybe you do a couple of weeks. I know that's a bummer for the players that are a game or two out of the playoff conversation and, you know, it may hurt your chances, but, you know, this is something so out of anybody's control. Yeah, I like that where you could come back two weeks. Maybe you could do it how they're talking in Vegas with no fans and at the MGMs and stuff. I like they could do that and then once uh, plan it to where everything could open uh, and the playoffs would start with fans. Yeah, and so you can even cool. do that. You could even do, uh, yeah, with no fans playing at a couple of neutral sites and almost like tournament style and you're just, you know, playing all your games. I mean, you could get in, you know, you could be more than two weeks worth of games you know, in that span of how however long, and you're just playing almost like picket basketball, you know, and and you just get games yeah. going in. Um, but if they may make the easy decision too, and just say, hey, we're starting the playoffs, and you know, those matchups may not be ideal. I'll tell you, I'm not looking forward to playing the Clippers because <laughs> that's the matchup we begin right now for <laughs> Dallas. But I think you look at everything, and and, and it may make the most sense. But, you know, you, you got to feel bad for the people that are on the 9 or 10 seed that are just a game or two back. And, you know, in this last – what would have been the last month of the regular season, had a good push to make the playoffs. But for the sake of – if you want to keep things the same and to try not, not to affect – try to not affect next season, I think that's the move you have to make. And it's not a popular one, but I think that's how you have to make. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, um, see when everything opens back up. But it, it'll be interesting yeah. for sure. I I hope I just hope they get the playoffs done or hope they get to finish the playoffs this year. So, Matt, let's move into our final segment. Who would you share a burger and brought with? It's been a month since we've done this. Um, but, you know, I've got to give it to all the healthcare workers out there um, on the front lines. Uh, just doing what they're doing, saving people's lives. They need some bonuses. They need pay raises. They need whatever. They need a month vacation after all this yeah. is said and done. So I'm um, sharing my burger and bra with all them. Yeah. On the front lines. And hopefully yeah, this I, I agree with you. And I, I'd like to add too. Um, you know, I share a burger and bra with all the good people in the world that are, are doing great things. I, I was watching on TikTok of all places, some videos of some people, um, that's right. Where we get our news now? now yes, Matt? TikTok. That's right. The new <laughs> news site. Um, great. Just watching videos of people doing really kind things for one another, and you know that's what they say in a time of crisis. You know that's when everyone unifies. And you know, I was telling someone the other day, maybe you know, not saying we needed the, a virus like this because this has been a very deadly and awful thing, but maybe <laughs> this is the kind of thing that can really bring us together as people. And it has yeah. been great to see, you know, the, there's a video of a grandfather and daughter dancing in the street, you know, across the street from each other, having a dance contest and um, people, you know, bringing groceries for one another and, you know, and just going to see, you know, your loved ones. If you can't see them or be in the same room, you're coming outside the window and, you know, leaving them a message. Or there was a girl that a video that uh, of this girl that had just gotten, um, uh, out of chemo treatment, cancer-free, got to ring the bell, and then on her way home, her whole, like, to celebrate, I think, her, um, you know, remission or her birthday or something, the whole neighborhood lined up in the streets with posters and, and things like that, and that was a touching moment. That's, you know, just one of those really good things in the world, and that's what we need more of, because if we're going to get through this, we have to be united, have to be unified, so 
uh, those are, that's been probably burgers and brats, all those people that are trying to make, uh, make the world a better place. Yeah, we're in some crazy times right now. Um, hopefully it'll all be over soon. Hopefully, um, death will start to lower. Um, just hopefully we can get out of this all, um, unified country and everything. Everyone comes together. So it's great. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully we're out of this soon. Uh, back to our normal lives in a month or two. Um, yeah, so this was an interesting podcast. It worked <laughs> well. Fun. Uh, it did work. So from Matt and I, thanks for listening. Hopefully 